The Mage Lord Empire of Terralanter is home to all civil and virtuous people. The Mage Lords provide safety, resources, order. Its noble citizens serve dutifully, rooting out disruptors, protecting their neighbors as they would themselves. Together we have built paradise. This is a promise made by the Mage Lord Keepers on every road, the Crown Mage Lord himself, and most importantly, by you. You're not quite sure if you believe all that. Those words magically fill the air every day. They're so common that they are rarely questioned aloud. But something about the eyes betray them. Your parents, longtime workers for the Mage Lords, smile through the speech every time it plays. But their eyes tell you the truth. The Empire is a home to everyone, but only if the Mage Lords say so. You escape the booming praise of the Empire with your two best friends, Mr. Bear and Dahlia. While Mr. Bear is all stuffing and stitching, Dahlia is a lot more like you. Nine years old and itching to ignore the grumpy grown-ups in favor of having fun. You play the same games, laugh at the same jokes, hide from the same scary guards, but Dahlia doesn't know how different you really are. Maeve, you clutch Mr. Bear tight to your chest, walking alongside Dahlia deeper and deeper into the woods, out of earshot of the Mage Lords and your parents. On days like this, you prefer to keep your distance. When your wild magic flares up, Mr. Bear always makes you feel better. His fuzzy lining is matted down on the sides where you squeeze in the most. Your grip tightens, and you snap out of your melancholy when Dahlia says, Hey, Maeve! Are you listening? Um, what? I said, what happened? Are, 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 you, are you okay? You seem upset. Um, I, I guess just, you know, a lot, a lot on the mind, but um, it's, yeah, it, it is what it is. Now, you're not <laughs> one to have a ton of close friends, but, you, but Dahlia probably knows you better than most. Uh, she takes a look at you and says, are your parents upset with you? I mean, maybe, kind of. Um, I, I don't know. They, they just, they just seem kind of off, you know? So Dahlia doesn't know if anything happened, but Maeve, you know that earlier today, you had one of these flare-ups of magical power. You don't know where they come from. You can't really control them. You don't understand them. Um, do you want to share with me, the DM, what happened? Because Dahlia doesn't know, but it's up to you if you want to share that or keep it a deep, dark secret. Well, you know, it was just, you no know, your typical day for a nine-year-old tiefling. Um, mm -hmm. You know, making some breakfast, having some uh, Hero O's, um, the breakfast cereal sponsored by the mm -hmm. Mage Lords. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's canon now. You're welcome. Um, yeah, awesome. Thanks. Now I got to draw that up. Where, you know, out of, out of nowhere, uh, she wasn't in front of her cereal bowl. She was somewhere else uh, <laughs> in the house. Uh so, you know, off, like above the table, I rolled a 44, which is for the uh -huh. next minute, I can teleport up to 20 feet, uh, you know, just like for the next minute as a bonus action on yeah. each of my turns. So, um, so she, so she's kind of started just kind of teleporting around the house, um, very sporadically, not really in control and very confused as to what was going on and ended up teleporting right in front of her, her adoptive parents who <laughs> seemed very concerned um, mm. and so she kind of ran out of the house and met up with Dahlia and here we are as Dahlia takes you into the woods and you sort of shrug off whether your parents are upset with you uh, Dahlia is actually going to roll insight uh, against your deception are you sure you want to do that uh, yes, I'm very sure I want to do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, just roll a deception, add your modifier, and we will compare rolls. Uh, 13 plus 5, 18. God damn it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, maybe I'm not sure I want to do that. All right. Uh, so Dahlia, you, you shrug it off, and she can't quite penetrate what's going on. Um, and I, I want you to know that if you are ever trying to, like, uh, get information out of Dahlia, like, if I may ask you to roll against her conversation as well. But you, you're, the leaves crunch under your feet as you step deeper into the woods. And uh, when you shrug it off, she says, well then, why do you look so sad? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's nothing. 
Really? Um, what, what do you want to do today? Well, I found something really weird, and I want to show you. I think it'll make you feel better. Uh, really? Okay. Um, let's let's go. And she starts leading you into the woods. Okay, and look, it's it's not. And she looks around, like trying to make sure everything is like hush hush. It's not magic. I don't think. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> she seems excited. At the word magic, uh, Maeve kind of twitches a bit, like, uh, that that's good. We we hate magic. When you have that reaction, your adoptive mother's words echo in your head as she scolded you earlier today saying, magic is dangerous. It's not for play. And yeah, it kind of, it hurt to hear those words because you can tell that like, they're looking out for you and themselves, but there's a lack of understanding of what you're going through. And Dahlia, she's not a tiefling, so she doesn't deal with near, nearly this, even on a social level, the same kind of problems as you, but the magic alone, she doesn't have the insight to know that like magic bringing it up even is kind of a problem if you want to probe a little further uh if you're curious about like what this is and you want to make sure that you are safe i uh, i can have you just roll uh roll persuasion uh if you just want to follow blindly you can certainly do that too you know mave has always been a very trusting person so she will follow blindly okay trust so- until there isn't a reason Okay, so you, you're sort of like uh, walking down the crunchy leaves uh, on the on the forest path as the forest canopy gets Crispy. denser and denser and denser. You're not that far from the town. Like, if you were to shout, someone could probably hear you, but you can't see anything. You can even hear the chatter of Mage Lord Keepers on the outside of the trees as uh, Dahlia keeps on chattering. She says, look, I found a Mage Lord sign. It says, beware. <laughs> and I want to know why. I want to know what it is. And you, you're keenly aware of this and the nearby Mage Lord presence on the edge of the woods as she leads you further and further. Are you feeling happy or excited? How are you portraying and presenting to Dahlia? Um... Dahlia, are are you sure that's that's a good idea? I mean, we if, if they said beware, like it's probably not a good thing. Dahlia d- stops and says, "Well, if it's too scary, then the, the mage lords will come to help us." You know? I okay, okay, fine. Let's go. What the mage lords give us stuff? They give us food. They keep us safe from bad magic. It's it's fine. They're here to help, Mave. Uh huh. Sure. All right. Let's uh let's let's go. As you walk deeper into the woods, uh, and you're you're keenly aware that Dahlia could be drawing Mage Lord's attentions, your mother's words echo in your ears again. Mage Lords don't care if we're happy or safe. They just want us all to be the same. Now, as you get deeper and deeper, Dahlia can sense your increasing unease. And in the most tone-deaf fashion you could possibly imagine says, Whenever I'm sad, I just try to smile more. People uh, are nicer to me when I smile. Oh, Colin, why? <laughs> um, I, it's not, I'm not sad or anything. I'm just, you know, we're not really supposed to be here. Uh, uh, Dahlia is just like totally not connecting with you on this particular thing. Um, Dahlia, is, is everything okay with you? I mean, you, like, wh- why do you want to, you know, break the rules? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. I didn't think about that. Dahlia uh, basically just um, laughs and says, we're not breaking the rules. We can do whatever we want. We just got to make sure we do what the mage lords say. Like the indoctrination runs so deep in this kid's head. Uh, okay. Onward. Yeah. Onward, uh, sensing that she's having no real impact on how you're feeling. Dahlia says, we should play something fun. Not just like pirates or magic or superheroes. Let's play. Let's play a game. Let's get. Let, let's let's run. Let's move. Do you want to? Do you want to play hide and seek? We're almost there. I'll hide and you try to find me on the way there. Um. Okay. Sure. Don't just don't don't go too far. Uh. She giggles. And um. It says. Okay. Close your eyes. Close your eyes for ten seconds. Um. Okay. Uh. Me closes her eyes and clutches Mr. Bear. Um, one, two. You hear the crinkle of of, uh, footsteps going off the beaten path and stepping away from just leaves onto grass and twigs before sort of fading out of sound. Uh, Okay, ten. 
you open your eyes. And without Dahlia next to you, it's like a Hitchcock zoom. Like, the, the impending darkness of going deeper into the forest just is so apparent. Um, I'd like you to just make a wisdom saving throw real quick. Okay. That is a eight plus one, nine. Okay. You feel unsettled as you look deeper into the forest. And instead of sort of sprinting after her, you walk gingerly further down the path. Um, I don't have a specific map for this particular thing. So basically, I just, I just want you to sort of describe where you're looking. I have in my head what kind of place Dahlia is hiding, and I'll just have you roll some checks to look for her. All right. So uh, I just, you know, Maeve opens her eyes and like all of a sudden she, like, she realizes how dark and spooky like where she is, is um, mm-hmm. with no idea where her friend is. So she starts to, you know, step through the leaves, um, maybe starts to, you know, just kind of meander off the path a little bit, just calling out, um, all right, Dahlia, let's, um, let's, let's go find, let's find you. Um, and she's going to start looking behind, um, you know, a couple trees, not going Mm -hmm. like too far off the path. Um, maybe just a few steps at first. Um, but yeah, just looking immediately behind trees and stuff. Since you're not digging too deeply, I'm just going to give you a perception check. Nice and simple. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's a nat one. That's a nat one. Okay. Uh, plus one. So <laughs> as you, uh, the sense of loneliness grows upon you as you, um, you're not even leaving the path, but noticing that she's now further away than you originally thought is starting to freak you out. You were hoping that this would be a nice, relaxing stroll through the woods, but it is just getting a little more tense for you. There's no sense of danger beyond that which you bring for yourself, but honestly, that's enough. You can keep on looking as you hear the the burbling of water as you step deeper into the woods. Um, Not really a stream so much, not like a babbling brook, but something a little more still. and uh, so instead of just trees, you now see like logs, some bushes, some like oh, some mm-hmm. empty campsites from other people hiking in the woods. Uh, where would you like to look next? Um, I think she would maybe start to look uh, for footprints, I guess, to okay. see if there's a, uh, you know, if to get a clue of where her friend might sure. have gone off to. Um, that'd be a survival check. I was gonna say, yeah, investigation or survival, your choice. Yeah, let's do survival. Ooh, okay, that is a 17 plus one. Okay, uh, as you finally step off of the path for the first time, getting a little closer to the water, uh, you do find a few broken twigs. You're no master tracker, but you fend for yourself better than most, and you kind of understand, okay, I think I know where she's going as you uh, get a little bit closer. You're now sort of near the edge of the water, which is sort of dark and muddy as it flows into like a bit of a basin, and there's still plenty of place to walk around it. You're not like in the water or anything, but um, things are piled up a bit more. So the biggest things you see, you see, again, another large log by the water. You see like a collapsed makeshift tent uh, and you see a couple low trees. Uh, Where would you like to look next? Um, okay. Uh, Dahlia, let's come out. It's we're, uh, this is getting kind of creepy. She's going to look in the tent. Uh, You look in the tent and there is uh, nothing there. I would like you to make a perception check with advantage. With advantage? Oh, man, you spoiled me. Yeah. (laughs) Three or (laughs) 16. Thank goodness. Uh, So 17 total. That's a 17 total. Okay. You hear a little bit of giggling nearby and you look back near the uh, near the lake or not the lake, but like, you know, the still water is what you called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's good for now. So if you uh, if you uh, turn around, you you hear some of the giggling coming from behind that large log. Um, OK, I I think I got gotcha. you and I'm going to slowly start to walk up towards the log. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth for me if you're trying to conceal your approach. I guess you're not. You just yelled. Maybe stealth is stupid. Yeah, that's. I don't think I would hide it, but I'm still going to go yeah. slowly. I'm being sneaky now. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, yeah, you approach the log, and uh, as you get closer to it, and you're not that tall. How tall would maybe be? How tall are nine-year-olds? You're like three and a half feet tall, something like that? She's under four foot, yeah. This log is massive. And you sort of have to get on your tippy toes. You got Mr. Bear in one hand as you pull yourself up to peek over it. And you see Dahlia's like golden hair over the other side. And as soon as your eyes peek over, she looks up and goes, ah! 
and starts laughing hysterically and sprints like along the water line, just running away from you. You have to catch me to win. <laughs> and she keeps just laughing and running down by no, the water. No, Dahlia, that's, that's not the game. And I'm going to start to chase after her. Okay, uh, you go ahead and, and chase after her. I'd just like you to roll athletics. Because <laughs> I'm mean. Okay, eight minus one. <laughs> okay, you are trying really hard to catch up and tag Dahlia, and you swing your hand forward to reach her, and that is enough to throw off your gate to the point where she bolts straight ahead. As you see her go away, and you are decidedly not having very much fun, Dahlia, her laughing turns into a sharp yelp, as she suddenly is thrust upward into the air and caught in a giant net trap floating 20 feet above the ground. And as soon as she's up there, she stops making sound. Um, Dahlia, are, are you okay? There's no response. Now it seems darker here. The sun is high, but the trees have grown closer and thicker. Your nostrils are forced open by the sickly smell of bog water. You look at the forest canopy, and to see the suspended net, she is motionless. You don't detect any injury, but she is motionless. Uh, oh, geez, we shouldn't have been here. Um, How tall? So this is like uh, like almost like a hunter's trap? That kind of... It's, um, it seems like it from the ground. Uh, she's been sucked 20 feet up into the air uh, inside this net. Um, you, any more details? Uh, need you to direct me. I will paint yeah, a picture I, upon your Yeah, I'd request. like to, yeah, I guess some kind of investigation check into the, uh, I guess the nature of the, the trap. Sure. Uh, it's pretty dark up where the net is. So the net itself seems not like brown rope, but like almost more like grayish, like a darker color. Um, and that's kind of all you can make out. That top of it is shrouded by the trees and leaves. So from where you are on the ground, that's about all you can see off the rip. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna have you roll investigation for that because that's just right there. Okay, so in an effort to try to make things uh, a little bit uh, easier to see and get an idea of like what's going on, mm -hmm. um, she's gonna like furtively look around and take a deep breath. And then she's going to cast the cantrip, Dancing Lights and then create like the four torch sized lights and have them like load up a bit to, uh, you know, to, just to try to illuminate what's going on. You take your deep breath, you focus. Casting spells is not something you're very practiced at. You've only been able to control it a handful of times and you're really hoping this is one of those times. And as you begin to summon this unknown energy forth, it feels good, it feels controlled, and as soon as you open your eyes and prepare to release the energy into the world, nothing happens. Somebody has cast Counterspell. And, uh, and uh, out of the water, you see in your periphery a form emerging from the shadows. Its shape is imposing and lumbering. Young though you are, even you can recognize the danger approaching. An ogre's voice bellows from the darkness. What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awake now, ladies and gentlemen, at 10.27 a.m. on April 10th. Right. Let's fucking go. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow, what a brutal place to have to leave that episode to get here into the breakaway of Chapter 69. <laughs> nice. Of Dicey Waters. It's got, Matt, it's got ogres and swamps. What more could you really ask for? We'll get back to that swamp in just a moment. I've got a very quick breakaway here from Child of the Old Gods, a title selected by our patrons. Uh, and I would like to take this opportunity just to shout out three quick things. One, our Patreon. 
We've been cranking out a lot more stuff than usual lately. Obviously, we are bolstered by our monthly bonus podcast, Entrenched, available at the $5 level. And anybody who feels like Dicey Waters, just you, you've gotten, you're all caught up and there's there's nothing else out there. Well, Entrenched is out there. Ryan has put together a very crazy story set in the world of Eberron that uh, we are going absolutely hawk wild with. Original music by me, editing by Pat. It is a grand old time. And you got plenty of that to hold you over, but... That's not all. You can also vote in uh, title polls, selecting titles such as Child of the Old Gods, though I will say I usually bow to the will of the patrons on this one, but they could have chosen All That Glitters as a title. If only they'd known what was going to happen, maybe it would have swayed their vote. Either way, uh, at the $2 level, you can also uh, get bonus content such as behind the scenes, bloopers and outtakes, um, director's commentaries, breaking down how episodes are made, and participation in our upcoming fifth wednesday bonus episode at the end of this month uh we are going to be uh hosting a recording session with myself and chowder answering all the questions you might have on meant to be if you don't subscribe to the patreon between then and now you can still submit questions in written form in our discord we have moderators that'll scoop those right up and we can accept emails at dicepopuli@gmail.com. if you want to get to our discord patreon or our email just go to dicepopuli.com very simple. Everything is right there. Uh, hoping to get a few more folks on the Patreon train because uh, there's just so much we want to do. And it's a lot of extra work to put out these extra bits of content. But so far, it's been pretty well received. And if you could spread the word, we'd appreciate it because the more we can do for you, the more we can kind of do in general. It's very exciting to grow this whole operation. So don't forget, we got a fifth Wednesday recording soon, and uh, we'll have a date for you next episode. Uh, and if you join the Patreon, you can be part of that. Uh, the other thing I want to shout out, uh, remember that Ryan guy I talked about? That guy that who uh, does our entrenched bonus campaign? Well, turns out he got married this weekend. So very big congratulations to Ryan and his wife, whose name I don't know if he said aloud on the show. So I'm not going to speak uh, for him or her in this case. I will, however... Speak for the listeners and sharing one massive congratulations, uh, all uh, love and prayers and happiness and joy. And however you want to express such a congratulatory gratitude, uh, we pass that along to you. We're very happy that you had such a wonderful weekend as I looked at your happy pictures on Instagram from afar while doing something probably much less interesting and much more depressing. It's fine. Last thing I want to shout out is our community dungeon, and that is going to be wrapping up submissions within the next uh, two weeks or so. I think two weeks from this episode airing, if you have an idea for a room that you want to create, it could be a room, it could be a full encounter, it could be a fight, it could just be a bunch of cats, and you maybe there's nothing to it. It's just like a mystery box type thing. Whatever you've got tucked away in that noggin, if you've never written your own D&D stuff before, or if you've written a ton, and you have one or two bones you'd like to throw our way, dicepopuli.com slash community. There should be a button for submissions right there. Uh, at the end of the season, we'll be assembling all the listener submissions into a single PDF that everybody can download and run for free. And who knows, maybe we just maybe we'll do something with that on the show. That's about it. So check out the Patreon. Congratulations to Ryan and company. And uh, please take a look at that community dungeon before we wrap up submissions. However, I know that nothing I'm saying right now is nearly as interesting as what else you might uh, be able to hear. So let's dive back into the episode and find out what exactly Maeve is doing in that swamp. What are you doing in my swamp? Can you describe this ogre for me? Sure. So uh, all <laughs> jokes aside, this is pretty typical D&D fare. Green skin, lumbering, not very attractive looking, uh, conventionally speaking, in that they seem to be disheveled, uh, dirty, and uh, not in like human or tiefling physical health. But beyond that, it's still pretty dark as they step out of the water. And, uh, and the ogre looks at you directly, waiting patiently for a response. Um, yeah, so Maeve is uh, freaking the fuck out. Um, she kind of takes mm -hmm. a couple steps backwards, kind of stumbles backwards and mm -hmm. holds Mr. Bear in front of her. Ah, don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't eat me. Um, so the ogre sort of looks at you. Uh, when you say, uh, don't eat me, could you please roll persuasion? Let's see what we got here. Oh boy, I rolled high. Yeah, that's a oofta. Eight plus six, so 15. No, 14, right? Yeah, it's a 14. Okay. So you say that, and he says, uh, No trespassers. I don't care how big or small. 
Most folks wandered in here terrified, but you, you're different. Um, no, I'm, I'm honestly pretty terrified. If we're being honest, um, wait, can't you help me get my friend down? Or are you, are you going to eat her too? The traps? Oh, I didn't set them. The mage lords did. Oh, she seems to be knocked right out. Narcoleptic, maybe. Um, I, I, I don't think so. Um, could, could you help me? Could... When you say that, the ogre kind of shrugs <laughs> and is like clearly just observing you shrugging. Um, I mean, if you want to also like, let me know if you want to look around or invest anything in the physical space. I know you're dealing with the fear of the ogre, but. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's that's what my focus is right now. Um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll 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 leave you alone. But can, can you, you're, you're taller. Can, could you help get my friend down, and then we'll we'll, we'll leave you alone. The ogre uh, looks at you again and says, "Afraid I don't know how." Okay, t just the rope, maybe. I I don't know. Um, I will note that you observed the net up in the trees. You did not observe any specific mechanisms regarding the net. Um, now that I've cast, uh, oh, somebody counterspelled me. That's right. Okay, never mind. Can I try to cast dancing lights again? If you raise your hands to begin to like perform the somatic components of, of any spell, even a cantrip, the ogre is gonna speak up. So as you do that, uh, if you want to do that, you can, but the ogre will react. Uh, okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going to be like, um, okay. Uh, and once again, you're hit with the counter spell as the ogre seems to react and it starts chuckling. What? Why? Oh, I can smell the magic on you, little one. Um, okay, I'm just trying to make it a little brighter here. Um, could you stop doing that? Oh, you need a little light, huh? Um, <clears throat> give me just a second. Uh, and the ogre pulls out a big slop of earwax and molds it onto the ground and lights it on fire like a candle. And that candle does like almost nothing to light up the area and it looks like pretty proud of itself. There, does that help? Um, can, can you get it up a little higher maybe so we could see my friend? And risk setting the forest on fire? I don't think so. Uh, and as you stepped back uh, earlier in this interaction, uh, you now notice that the the sign that Dahlia was referring to that says beware is right next to you. You guys blew past it without realizing it. It says beware of, and everything underneath is scratched out, but you can infer what it says. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, All right. Well, it, if you could stop like doing whatever you're doing, I, I can actually like light things up a little bit so it's brighter and not burn the forest down? All right, I'll stop trying to prevent your spells from taking effect, but the mage lords aren't far from here. If I can smell the magic, you better be damn sure they can too. If you're going to do that, you got to bring heat on the both of us. Now, I'm not here hurting anyone. Let's just be safe and smart. And the ogre's guard doesn't even seem to be let down. You just now can sort of see that the ogre is not trying to be menacing. It's just trying to talk to you and is just incredibly un like unsure of how to handle the situation. You said it's like 20 feet up, right? 20 feet up. How tall is this ogre? Uh, this ogre is like six and a half, seven feet tall. Shit, okay. Okay, well, I, I guess we'll, we'll ha we have to do something to save her, right? I'm not saying don't cast the spells, but like the mage lords, they like to steer clear of here. They put up the sign. We have an arrangement. They know about me, but if they detect you acting up, I'm not sure I could stop them from showing up. I, I, I have to save my friend, though. I, I have to do something. And with that, she's going to try casting dancing lights again. Okay, uh, she does it, and the ogre sort of like covers its covers its eyes and winces, but as the four dancing lights escape your your summoning and begin to float around the trees, uh, you can see uh, there is not much else here by way of mechanism. The net appears to be floating in the air by the tree, not suspended by anything physical. Uh, and the ogre looks up and just says, Oh, what's a look at that? I reckon you maybe got five minutes before the mage lord tried to show up, but hey, I guess that's a start, isn't it? You seem to care a lot about your friends. And the ogre sits down on uh, one of the smaller logs and uh, and just sort of looks at you, just observing you handling the situation. Um, okay. With the dancing lights up, I'd like you to roll perception for me. I'll Honestly, I'll give you advantage on that because of the dancing lights. 
15. <laughs> you see that there are tons of other nets on the ground, flat in the in the um, in the leaves in the brush, kind of hard to see. Um, the nearest one is about five feet behind you. You actually almost stepped in it yourself on the way in. Um, and further in the distance, there are more. Some of them seem to be bundled up with like crap inside them, and other ones just are like laid out, not having been sprung yet. But yeah, the ogre is just sitting, sort of chatting with you as you examine the space around you. Um. <clears throat> okay, I I have an idea. Um, mi uh, mi Mr. Ogre, I, uh, thank you for not eating me. Um, I think you should probably go- He laughs and says, oh, no, I don't eat kids or people. I'm a vegan, actually. Waffles are my food of choice. Okay, um, pancakes are better, but, you know, we will agree to disagree. But, Listen, we've um, only got we've only got like maybe four and a half minutes here. I don't think that we should get down that particular road. We're going to be arguing that for a long time. Okay, that's uh, we, that's fine. What you should go back into uh your your water if you don't want to deal with the mage lords. Uh, I'd like you to roll persuasion. Go. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you're going to beat this one. Uh, I'm going to use my tides of chaos here and give myself advantage because I rolled a nat one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow. Uh, that is a, okay, 17 plus five. So 22. You mentioned the mage lords showing up. When you sort of pose that as like the threat hanging over the ogre, the ogre just like swings its hand in the air and says, let's just say they don't want the bad publicity of wrangling an ogre into a ship from the badlands. Common folk like to pretend people like me don't exist. Like, he seems very confident that the mage lords do not pose a threat to him. I, uh, okay. Well, if that's the case, then, um, you know, do what you want. And she's going to step into a net. When you step into the net, nothing happens. As you're doing that, the ogre sort of says, feels a little like oversharing. They may also believe there's a whole village of ogres here. Don't tell them it's just me, would you? Like, really trying to just, like, enjoy a conversation with you as you're, like, jumping on this net and it's not doing anything. Uh, stepping on the net now, and you look down, you realize it, it isn't made of rope. It's actually made of, like, thick-gauge steel wire. So it's not something that could be, like, cut or burned through very easily. Um... I mean, the, the net is near a tree. Uh, there are other nets around the place that are... That you can tell, like, like I said, they have crap in them. Like, they seem to have fallen, but... I mean, yeah, that's... Uh, other than that, it's just pretty much general swampness. So... How, I guess this definitely weighs, especially with, with my friend in the cage, it definitely weighs more than five mm -hmm. pounds, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, shit. All right, I guess I am going to try to climb a tree because this has okay. never gone poorly in any podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> so, I mean, this being this being a forest, these trees are, they're, they're not like birch or anything. They're they're more like oak trees. Uh, there's something in between birch and oak that my brain just can't summon the name for, but there are some reasonable handholds. So I'll go ahead and I'll just have you uh, roll. Pine. <laughs> uh, you can tell because of the way that it is. Uh, you can, no, that's an aspen. It, that is an aspen. <laughs> would it make more sense to roll athletics or acrobatics here? Uh, definitely athletics. It, it's going to be definitely, athletics. Yeah, it's, yeah, athletics. So uh, I'll have you roll <laughs> athletics. Um, go ahead and make that roll for me. Woo! That's a nat 20, minus one. That is a nat 20, okay. You start scaling this thing slowly, carefully, but successfully. And as you get closer to the net, the ogre gets a little more agitated and says, You know, I don't have friends. They all get taken away. And is just like itching for a response, whether or not you give it. Um, okay, that's, that's, I'm, I'm kind of busy here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm just yep. still climbing. I'm yeah, trying to no, get, makes... get a yeah. I'm trying to get to a point on the tree where I can get above the cage. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, the the ogre uh, is gonna roll insight on you, um, not because you're deceiving, but just to try <laughs> to like read read the situation. Um, I'd just like you to roll just uh, charisma. Okay, uh, nineteen. Uh, so the, uh, the the ogre is looking at you climbing the tree and is sort of like grasping at straws to keep you engaged in the conversation. It says, Keeping your power as a secret must be like a full-time job. I don't envy it. Though you're very determined to get up the tree, Dahlia didn't understand your position 
your parents don't understand your position. The ogre strangely kinda does. He's definitely not going about it in a right way, but this is the first real insight you've felt from another person in such a long time. I'm not gonna say that influences your decision, but that is that comes across. Well, it's definitely influencing Matt's decision. Like, cause let's be honest, like <laughs> how fitting would it is it that the one person or thing that I have a connection with is an ogre in a swamp. Like, come yeah, on. I mean, it, it's pretty low I, hanging I deserve, fruit. <laughs> I, no, no, I deserve a Peabody for this. This is insightful as shit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, Maeve is just, is. I guess she'll she'll just kind of call out as she's still climbing. Yeah, I. it's it's kind of hard having to hide it from parents and family. They, it, it just, it's, it's just fun. And they don't seem to get it because everyone's so scared. Uh, the ogre uh, kind of like exhales a sigh of, it sounds like relief, but it's more than that. Again, it's, there is connection. Yeah, if I keep my magic quiet, the mage lords leave me be. If I catch anybody breaking their laws, they say that I should turn them over. But, uh, well, again, <laughs> don't really have many friends now, do I? Are, are you going to turn me over? No, we, we live in a land meant to drive people like us away. Well, we can find people like us. We can't let them go. Well, that that's really that's that's really deep and uh, more than I ever thought that I would get from an ogre. So, um, and thank you. As you're saying this, you have <laughs> summited uh, the branch right above the net, and you see that the net uh, is in fact not attached to anything. It is suspended in the air. Dahlia does not look injured as you get a closer look. She looks like she is asleep. Maybe she is narcoleptic. Maybe she passed out from fear. Who knows? But she's knocked the heck out, seemingly as safe as someone can be when suspended 20 feet in the air. Okay. Um, what I'd like to do, um, can, can I position myself? Like, can I sit on, like, this branch here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and I'm at, you know, no risk of falling unless, you know, something crazy happens. Yeah, no, it's a safe branch. You you test you test it. You bounce on it a little bit, and then you step out gently before uh, sitting on it, dangling your feet over the edge. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna try something else here. Don't 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 try to stop me or anything. Uh, the, the ogre just like hands in the air. It's <laughs> like no, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna cast Mage Hand and try to poke Dahlia. Like Dahlia. Mm -hmm. Um, and as like this, you know, the floating kind of yep. ghostly hand appears. I'm just going to try to gently, if I can, reach through the cage. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can, like, poke her and, like, try to wake her up. When you poke Dahlia, she begins to stir. Her eyes open wide and it's like, Maeve, what's it for? Maeve, did you get me? Did I win? I think I won. She's, like, really out of it. As she's kind of coming to, I'm going to move the mage hand um, and put it in, like, a pile of leaves below <laughs> to try to hide okay. it. Okay. Because it lasts for a minute, regardless. You poke at her and then you hide the hand. Uh, she doesn't notice the hand, but she does notice she's 20 feet in the air. And as soon as she does, she screams. Aah! And it echoes through the woods. The ogre looks freaked out. She looks freaked out. And she immediately passes out again, leaving the ringing echo bouncing off the trees. Um... If the meat lords weren't already on their way, they definitely are now. Th Look, don't worry about her. She's like all the rest. The meat lords can pick her up and decide how to handle someone who associates what? with spellcasters. They can uh, take care of that. We need to get you to safety. And when he says that, you hear another memory of your mother's in your head saying, if you're ever scared, come straight home to us. Nobody else. I, 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 they don't know I casted any spells. I'm just up here. Like, what? Trust it. Is it worth the risk? I mean, you don't know how much she knows. You don't want to be sent to the Badlands. The Mazelors think they're humans sending people there, but it's just their version of murdering people they don't like. I, Come on, we need to get you to safety. I, 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 I want to stay with my friend. Like, we, we didn't do anything wrong. It's just, you know, it was an accident. They, they'll understand. The ogre seems to get more and more agitated, and I would like you to roll insight with advantage. Okay, uh... 19. You look at the ogre, and you can tell he's not just socially anxious. He's lying about something, and he's been lying about something the whole time. Um, is everything okay? I just... It's not, <clears throat> well, I'll let her go if you promise to come back once in a while. Wait, you're, you're the one who who trapped her? Uh, and he just, uh, and he, like, he sighs, he, like, 
dusts his hands off each other, and another net goes flying up into the air next to it as you observe the ogre casting levitate on it. And he shrugs, and he's just like, When we can find people like us, we kind of let him go. I don't want to hurt you. I just, I don't have any friends either. You can't just trap people and force them to be friends. I, that's, that's like wrong on so many levels. Everything about the world in which we live is wrong on so many levels. I assume you've got some sort of family. I did too. The mage lords don't care. They just want to create a world where we have to be on our own, in our swamps, just desperate for anyone to talk to. Like I said, I'll let her go. It's, it's no problem. She's not. She's not hurt. I don't hurt people. I give them to the mage lords, and it's usually just people like her stepping in a thing. Whatever. They send her back home to her parents. I okay. That that sounds like perfect. <laughs> and he looks really disappointed, like afraid that he's like scared you off. He slowly uh, drops concentrate. He drops concentration, and Dahlia slow is gently lowered to the ground. And you, uh, if you want, you can like jump on the net and ride it down. Yeah, that would be ideal. Okay. So you go ahead and do that. You ride the net down, and uh, you reach the ground safely. And you, as you do, you look at Dahlia. She is, in fact, okay. And the ogre is standing there disappointed, like, I did not mean to give you such a fright. I did not like to lie. But, you know, I'm sure you understand more than most. And as he says that, you do hear the rattling of Mage Lord magic detectors and the shouts of Mage Lords as they get closer and closer to you in the woods. And the, as you, your eyes dart back and forth between the ogre and the impending Mage Lords, and the ogre says, She'll be fine. They'll take her home. She'll be safe. Well, that, that's all I want to go. I, I just want to go home too. And then he bends over and looks at you and says, Then this is the part where you run away. What? No, no, like that's run away, run home. Okay, run, go, go okay. To safety, go home, tell your family. What are you, I mean, where are you standing here? They're gonna come was, get okay. you. Okay, all right. Um, goodbye, Mr. Ogre. He he points his finger off to the side, kind of directing you away from the main path. And then he, as soon as you start moving in that direction, he just starts bellowing at him like, "What are you lousy rapscallions doing in my swamp?" And like drawing the mage lords to him, giving you cover to leave. Now, as the forest canopy thins above you, the pink and orange clouds appear blocked by something else. A billow of smoke from town. Your heart skips a beat when you realize it's not just from town, it's from your home. You mad dash out of the woods and you see the flames consuming your home. The neighbors are in tears, horrified, and they hold you back from the roaring fire. You didn't say goodbye to your parents. You just ran down the stairs and left them alone inside the house. What, what, what happened? The sadness boils over into something else, and you feel the power inside you again. Mr. Bear can't do anything this time. Uh... Now, I have been tracking your rolls, and you've rolled better than normal, so you have avoided a condition that I created for this called distressed, meaning that you are still of sound mind enough to notice something else as you begin to, uh, as, as you begin to feel the power take over, as your emotions take over on this the hardest day of your life, you've stayed level-headed to this point. As the sadness and anger and magical fury take you, you spot two keepers leaving the rear of the house, and a thought crosses your mind. Did they start the fire? Are your parents dead because the mage lords were after you? All of this emotion forms into a single confluence, and I would like you to roll on the wild magic table here surrounded by your neighbors and the mage lords. Um, uh, seven, fuck. All right, what's, what's that do? <laughs> I cast fireball centered on myself. So it's a good thing I have resistance to fire as a tiefling. Yep. Me and my okay. six hit points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as you as you do that, you see the f the flames in front of you, and something burbles up, more painful than you could ever imagine. And as you scream, the fire erupts on the ground around you, singeing the people closest by as everyone ducks for cover. The crowd's reaction is one of shock and terror. The mage lords tending the fire turn their attention to you. Their commander yells, "It's her!" She started the fire! She's dangerous! And then someone else in the crowd yells, She killed her parents! The ma lead mage lord draws his sword and leads a charge right towards you. 
Do you run away? Do you stand still? How do you handle the situation? Um, she is in absolute shock and terror and kind of like falls to her knees. Um, okay. Just like in the middle of like this heap of flames. As they run towards you, you can't bring yourself to do anything. Your legs give way as you lie down on the charred dirt and the smoldering grass underneath you. The Mage Lord's barking orders, laying blame on you, trying to calm everyone around them from this horrible, offensive display. They pick you up by the shoulders and they drag you away in your tears. And a feeling of disorientation begins to take over. Your movements feel disconnected from you. Not laborious, but your, your body is delayed, lagging just behind your intentions. When your eyes finally look up to scan your captors, you realize everything is slowing down, grinding to an impossible halt. Yet your perception is spared. You hang in the most utter silence you have experienced. And it's terrifying. The silence is broken suddenly and completely by an unworldly shriek. The sound is like a thousand breaking instruments, but at its heart is a voice. Your ears feel no pain, but your mind is in agony. From the heart of the cacophony, the ailed voice assembles into something you can understand, even if the sound brings you no relief. I cannot find you! The cry echoes. You never heard this voice, and you somehow think that you never will. There is warmth and care and power. It washes over you, but still you feel incredibly cold. Where did you go? It waits for your response. Oh, uh, who, who is that? Um, I would like you to uh, just go ahead and roll charisma. Uh, 12. You are my protector. You returned me to my home, but it is breaking anew. Um, what? <laughs> when you, I, I'm not even going to have you roll on that one. There's nothing that'll help there. Uh, I was torn from myself. You, of all people, know what that is like. Where am I here? Am I hearing this in my head or? In like, your head. So am I responding like in my head or am I like saying this out loud? You're responding in your head. Uh, your body is not responsive at the moment, but you can feel the engagement with this shrieking voice. Okay. Um, where, where, where am I going? Um, uh, I'd like you to uh, roll insight. 12. Master of 12s today, huh? 11 plus one. We've... At the heart of the Badlands lies truth that has outlived me. These secrets must not die with me. And you understand, more than ever, you are going to the Badlands. Are, can, can you help me not get sent to the Badlands? Uh, I'd like you to... <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Um, roll Arcana. <laughs> that is an eight plus one, nine. You are so distant. Why did you run? I mean, does the voice sound... You said the voice doesn't sound familiar at all? You've never heard this voice, and you think you never will. Uh, I... What, what do you mean, run? I... I... Like, I, I, I tried to run home. That, that's where I should be. Um... Then the, the voice says, uh, says to you, like, oh, it's almost babbling, almost incoherent. And uh, before you can even finish thinking those thoughts, the shrieking overrides again, and you hear, My own edges escape me, but I feel them burning now. I walked time freely. Must I run evermore? And it, the, the shrieking turns into like an echoing cry. Like, so, not like sh scream, but crying, sobbing. You're, you're scaring me. Um, I don't want to say Mr. or Mrs. because I, I guess I don't mm -hmm. really know. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. You're, you're, you're scaring me a little bit. Um, do, do, do you know, like, like what, 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 what do you want from me? The children of Azagar forge a world of cold, immutable metal. In that forge, they will burn me a hundred times and have burned me a hundred more. And the crying grows. And before you can think anything else, the, the growing disorientation finally relents. The relief is powerful. And so is the voice speaking with renewed calm. There you are, my kin. All of you, a family again. A slow, deep breath echoes inside of you. An unchanging world is as cold as an unchanging heart. Come to me before I depart. Your family deserves a home, 
in this new age. If you do not take it, they will. Goodbye, for now. Sensation withers entirely, and you slump to the ground. The exchange fades, not from memory, but from clarity. It rests in your mind like a powerful dream, compelling, inscrutable, but your curiosity is drowned out by the mage lord voices accusing you of the fire. Their words echo in your mind as you drift. She's dangerous. She killed her parents. As the sleep takes you, their insidious lies take root, and you begin to believe them. Devastated, your eyes slowly open in the rumbling belly of a massive ship. Your home is gone. Your family is lost. Your future begins. Welcome to the Badlands, Maeve. I'm sorry. I, I I I expect you to roll it like more investigation in the woods. There was a net with a with a donkey skeleton in it, and the ogre bathrooms <laughs> are holes in the ground with sticks coming out of them, and they smell real bad. And you would ask what they are, and he'd say, "Oh, those are shit posts." <laughs> I tried to cater to my audience. <laughs> All right.